Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Well, between wind, cooler and more seasonal temperatures, and the fact that hunting season's in full gear, Fishing is definitely quieting down across North Dakota. Those anglers still going out to Devil's Lake, though, continue finding some walleye success working the bridges with jigs and minnows, that typical fall presentation. Most other lakes are generally quiet, but a few anglers on Lake Ashtabula, like those on Devil's Lake, continue finding some success, although on Ashtabula it's for panfish. Access remains an issue on the Missouri River from the tail race all the way downstream to Lake Oahe south of Bismarck Mandan. Small boats are going to have an easier time getting on and around the water than the larger ones. Try the main river channel around Eckroth Bottoms or Hazelton using vertical jigs or pitching jigs and minnows along any of the umpteen sandbars. With lower garrison dam releases, the water is scouring more into the main river channel. Lake Sakakawea is generally quiet on the east end with some anglers heading to Deepwater Bay and finding some walleye. When anglers can get on the Van Hook Arm, wind and weather permitting, they're still finding a nice walleye bite as well. But the focus is definitely hunting, and there are better numbers of Canada geese and white fronts moving into the east end of the Missouri River system, north central, central, and and northwestern North Dakota. Some snow geese are moving into the midsection of Lake Sakakwea, but there's limited water available in the region for ducks. Look for mostly local birds around the Devil's Lake area, with better numbers that were closer in the rugby area earlier in the week. This is going to be a different deer gun season when it opens November 5th, with some hunters in west central and western parts of the state taking an option to turn in their deer tags after the major epizootic hemorrhagic disease outbreak. Good luck to those heading out, though, and please always remember firearm safety. What's happening in the southeast, Doug? Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then. And not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. We're really excited. Uh, we've been waiting a while to talk to this next guest here. We have uh, Mr. Jason Zins, North Dakota Bucks and Bulls, and uh, one of the most avid hunters and outdoor enthusiasts that we know. Jason, welcome back to Gone Outdoors. Thanks, gentlemen. Happy to be back. For a lot of us, this is the time of year that we uh, we count down the days on the calendar for, 
And uh, we were talking a little bit off air with Jason, and and we'll uh, formally congratulate him on the air on filling his bear tag and a really successful hunt. Congrats, Jason. Just uh, give us a little recap of your hunt. You said you put some time in and uh, and and worked for this one. Yeah, this one uh, started off like it was going to be easy, but it ended up being a uh, marathon of a hunt. And I think I ended up at the end with 10 different sits, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when it's a hundred miles each way, you know, it turns into a lot. Most of them were pretty much, you know, all day sits. So we put our time in, but you know, my good friend that guides up there for King's corner guide service, he puts the time in and he puts the effort in with the baits and stuff. So you know, sometimes when it comes to hunting, and really you can say the same thing for fishing as well, you know, you you can hunt smart, you can hunt with the strategy that, that's well thought out, but sometimes you just got to grind it and put the time in and, and just wait for it to happen. You couldn't be more true there. It's just a matter of being in the right place at the right time, and the longer you put your time in, the more that chance is going to happen. You know, and, and we're not talking during the season, just during the season. Obviously, during the season, it's important, but also before the season. Like you said, your your buddy had done a lot of the, the pre-work uh, before you ended up getting out there and spent all that time during the season. Um, let's chat just for a little bit, Jason, about one thing that I'm really interested in is the upcoming deer firearm season. And a lot of people are bow hunters. You know, Jason's a big bow hunter. Kyle's a big bow hunter. I haven't bow hunted for many years, although I have done it before. My big thing now is deer firearm season. And a lot of people are getting ready for that. There's a lot more firearm hunters than there are bow hunters. So there's a lot of people who are going to be interested in this. I'm not taking anything away from bow hunters, trust me. Um, but let's get back to that putting time in. I think putting time in right now is so important if you're going to have a successful season you know you can put a lot of time in during the season but if you don't get to put some time in now it might not work out for you oh absolutely you know and it's we're coming down i just looked at it yesterday and we're 30 days from the deer rifle season right now which seems you know as it's 80 and 90 degrees right now it just seems unreal but now's the time to get your equipment honed get your gun sighted in, you know, get everything. Some of us have our stuff laid out for months in advance, you know, which goes into what pack and gutting gloves in this pack and knives in this pocket and <laughs> every little detail, you know, cause we live for that two to three weeks, you know, or whatever, 16 days it is in North Dakota. We live for that for 11 months out of the year. And, you know, when it's here, I want to be doing that instead of getting equipment ready, you know? That pre-work is important. That pre-work is what allows you to focus on the hunt at hand when it actually happens. Jason, let's just talk maybe a little tactics, a little tips here. What are a couple of the most important pieces of pre-work? So if you were to narrow it down to, hey, I got to do three things between now and when rifle season opens. What are those, what are those main things at the top of the list? Uh, you know, number one, I would keep your eyes open. You know, if you're, if you're hunting, even if you're hunting a familiar piece of property where the food sources are or where the does are going to be when that pre-rut and rut happens. And, you know, it, it's not the same every year. There could be beans there where that's gone, you know, come November or 
you know, there could be corn there this year, which could be a blessing. Um, you, you just never know. So, so make sure that you've scouted out all the food sources. You know, this day and age, number two, the, the trail cameras have been revolutionized with the cellular business now. And there's no reason for you to be in the woods uh, stinking everything up, changing cards, blah, 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 when these cellular cameras are so efficient and so inexpensive nowadays that they're they're at a point where most people can afford them you can do your scouting from afar and it makes a world of difference that you're not in there smelling the place up uh, and you know the third most important thing is if you have the chance to do the, the scouting from afar or if you don't it's it's equally as important to make sure all your equipment is ready to go that preparation, make sure everything is operational. And with 30 days to go, Jason, what's realistic? Uh, most gunsmiths, if you were to bring in a, a firearm and, and you needed some work to be done on it, is it crunch time? Are we almost too late now? Or or is it reasonable to think that if we got it in here in the next couple of days, we could uh, we can make sure we had those repairs that are needed to be completed? You know, I would say at this point in the world right now, it's too late. The way the firearms are in demand and repairs and all that, you're probably too late unless it's something that's real minor. If you don't need repairs, it's time to shoot that gun and make sure that it's sighted in, you know? And uh, being able to know the limits and there is, you know, the constraints of what that, that uh, firearm will provide in terms of an ethical shot, an ethical harvest, and, and being familiar is pretty darn important. Once. Once you get out there, Jason, once it's uh, once it's time, what are some of the tools you use? I know uh, in our day and age, some of the apps for me, um, you know, a, a wind finder or something there, a weather app to track wind and uh, and cold fronts. Are there other things that you find important once that season is here? Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the Onyx map has evolved and changed so much. It's to the point now where it not only shows you the landowner, it shows you what crops are there or were there. It will show you if it's posted or not. It's incredibly efficient. And how they do it, I don't know with the crops, but they show it. So you know before even going there what's on that field or what was on that field. Your ballistics apps are, you know, I use one called Streelock Pro, but it, it's incredible. You just basically put your guns information your ballistics in there and yes you should true this with your gun but you input the yardage in the wind and it shows you the either the holdover on the crosshairs or it shows you the the clicks to go up or down or right and right and left on your scope so it's technology has come a long way and it's it helps the hunter be more efficient and make clean kills that's fantastic. And speaking of, you know, harvests, uh, we are off to an incredible start this season. Uh, folks, we're talking with Jason Zins here, North Dakota Bucks and Bulls. And if you want to take your uh, kind of social media to a place where you're going to be able to see some of the better, not even just the best, all of the harvests throughout our great state of North Dakota, this is a place to check out. Jason, where can folks find that? How do they find your site where people are sharing their harvest? Uh, on Facebook, it's just simply North Dakota Bucks and Bulls, and same on Instagram. It's grown to a rate where it's just unbelievably fun to watch. 
And, you know, we just came out of uh, the youth season, and that's one of my favorite times of the year. I just love seeing the smiles on all these youth hunters, and it's it's almost overwhelming with the amount of pictures that I get, and I just absolutely love it. Well, thanks for doing what you're doing on that, Jason, because it's uh, it's entertaining for all of us. It's gratifying for all of us, and it's uh, it's exciting getting us ha- amped up for the season as well. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us this morning. We really appreciate it, Jason. No problem. Anytime. Well, it is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.